0: Welcome to another episode of The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you. To soar and shine in your business now.
1: Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about how to really how writing can help you align your story and show up more fully. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She's the founder of Align Your Story Writing School which offers mindful embodied writing classes and coaching for women. She's the author of the poetry book, The High Shelf, and her poetry and prose have appeared in more than 80 publications, including The New Yorker, American Poetry Review, Slate.com, Spirituality and Health, and many other places. She holds a PhD in English from Columbia University, is a certified yoga teacher, a serious student of Thaynath Han, and a committed activist for social and environmental justice is uh, is his uh, his expertise. She's a mother too. Her unique approach to writing teaches and allows students to approach their full story and creative voice from both mind and body so they can write and live with more ease and power. And when we align our stories, we're able to do deep and lasting work of change. I'm so grateful to have with us today, Nadia Colburn. Nadia, so great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you. Wow, that is really quite an a eclectic uh, picture, and I want people to really get that, and that's part of what just uh, really supports you to really be able to support people to do this kind of work, this deep work. So uh, what I'd like to do to start off, which I do with all my guests, is because my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, I always ask my guests, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you?
2: Wow. Um, Um, That's a great question. Thank you, Sharon. Um, And I think it means that we have trust in ourselves, in what we have to offer, and in our capacity to serve. And we continue, I think, to get out of our own way so that we can really show up with... um, whatever it is that we have to offer to the world. Mm -hmm. And we always are going to face obstacles. And so it's being that persistent entrepreneur is continuing to trust our own light so that we can continue to show up.
1: Mm, That is beautiful. And so that just segues into my next question, which is, can you share one challenge, this one, that stands out that you faced that's helped you to activate that more in you?
2: Well, yes. Um, So my background, which maybe listeners heard a little bit when you were introducing me, I come from a kind of traditional academic background. I have a PhD in English from Columbia University. um, And I was on track to be an English professor. Mm -hmm. And I loved many things about studying literature. but at a certain point, I found myself feeling as if my cells were contracting in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my first child in the middle of my PhD program, which is oh. very unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited about it. Um, but none of my friends were having kids at that point. And I also didn't have any professors who were women who had children, which oh, was wow. interesting. I mm-hmm. think that times have changed. Um, sure. There are many more professors who have children. but. At the time, none of my women professors had children. I didn't really have any models for how to do this academic work and be a mother. And not just be a mother, but I felt like becoming a mother, going through pregnancy, um, really made me aware of my physical self, my emotional self, my spiritual self in a different way. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't really a way to connect those selves with my intellectual self. I had a really strong, robust intellectual self, and I had been really rewarded for that intellectual self. Um, But it wasn't clear to me how to bring these different parts of myself together. And so instead of going on the traditional um, tenure track route, Um, I just adjuncted and worked part-time so I could be with my kids and also then started to do not only uh, academic work, but also my own creative writing more and more. I think that kind of awareness of the full range of the human experience made me want to do more creative work. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of followed down that path and worked part-time as my kids were little and Um, and then also in those years, went through a kind of personal healing journey as well that really took me deeper into spiritual work and embodied practices. And I became trained as a yoga teacher, partly because I needed to heal through my body and wanted to help other people to do that. But, um, then I kind of looked around, my kids were a little older and I had been pretty ambitious as a student and pretty successful. Um, and adjunct jobs don't really, they're kind of dead ends and I didn't know what to do. It was like all of a sudden I had no really professional standing in the world Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and I was looking for a place that I could fit and I really didn't see it because every place that I could kind of tap in, I felt like I was abandoning something that I really loved. So that's why I became an entrepreneur, so that I could offer a space where I could bring together all of myself, really, my intellect, plus my um, mindful practices, plus my kind of heart-centered approach, my interest in social and environmental justice, my, um, you know, all of these things, mind, body, spirit, um, I could offer in an authentic way with my own business instead of looking how I could plug in working for someone else. Mm. So that's my story. But for a while, your question was what was the challenge? My challenge was how am I ever going to fit in and find a way to be of service? And I really felt like, you know, I was the wrong shape. I couldn't fit in anywhere. And it now seems, oh, that's such a happy story. But at the time it felt it was painful sometimes because oh, absolutely. I didn't have a place and I needed to kind of create that place for myself. So um, I really encourage people now just to trust that inner vision that sometimes we feel like the thing that is the liability, the thing that's difficult, that makes us not fit in, that's our greatest strength. And we can, you know, if we really show up fully then we um, have our greatest success. Mm.
1: That is really, really powerful. I really want people to just let that sink in because at the time it looked like your greatest challenge. And now when you look back on it, it was really Mm. opening the door to this bigger perspective and bigger vision and, and, and bigger potentiality than you could have really logically had really figured out for yourself so you really had to surrender into, into the journey and go through the journey and the healing on all these levels so that the that you could then be a match to this really fitting because it wouldn't have fit unless you'd gone through that healing journey of yours, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Because at a certain point, I realized I had kind of cut off parts of myself in the past. Understandably, you know, that's what we do as children to survive. And that worked in the past, but I didn't want to do that anymore. And so really, as an adult, I wanted to come fully with my full self, not to fragment. And um, I had also been raised in a family where we kind of got the message, my sister and I, you know, to work, money is kind of dirty. So you're going to have to sell out to get money in any way. And it's kind of a bargain with the devil. And it's just something that everyone needs to do. Um, Interesting. But it never really feels good. So it was kind of um, just an experiment at first. What would it be like if I showed up with full authenticity? not feeling like I was making any sacrifices or doing anything to sell out so that I could get money. Could I get money? I didn't know. Like, could I earn money that way? Mm.
1: I didn't doing know. something that could you not. enjoy doing. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. say, with that whole, I think that's so powerful because that is so much of one of the things I think that really, uh, when people will do Something that they love to do or they feel a calling you know and and they really you know oftentimes there's so much involved with this sense of guilt of like wait a minute you know i'm I'm enjoying doing this, and that's certainly not work, and right. you know so you know all of that, so I think that's a great segue into talking about this whole aspect of writing and you know and how that can really support people on those kinds of journeys so can you say more about that I mean how, how How can writing, you know, really help us show up more fully in our lives? And what do you see happen when people connect more deeply with their stories? Yeah. um,
2: So there's a lot of scientific research now that actually shows that writing is very healing on a personal level. Um, And so the pioneer in this field is a man named James Pennebacher who teaches at the University of Texas. And then his research has been repeated many times. Uh, If you ask people to write about their life and especially about the challenges of their life, um, in the time following that writing, they report feeling 50% better. They go to the doctor 50% less. They're 50% more likely to get a job. Uh, There are all kinds of really um, significant numerical improvements in their life just from having written about something. And writing is different from talking because when we're talking, uh, we're always aware of the person we're talking to. And it's often a little bit impolite to just go on and on and on within one's own monologue. (laughs) But with writing, you can really be fully present for yourself with the safety of the page and to really get something worked out on the page so that it's no longer carried in the body. It's no longer in the deep kind of unconscious psyche, but it's brought up fully. And it's like really shining the light on something. And it really has an amazing ability to just let something go. So that's the first step. And then added to that, um, if we do it in a mindful way, if we we do writing in a mindful way, if we connect our writing with our physical experiences, it's even more powerful. And then if we go back and do revision, so it's not just journal writing, but really a process of writing and then looking at what we've written, being present for ourselves, taking control over our own narrative, the healing results deepen and deepen, and they're not Um, only for us individually, but then we get to also share our experiences and our insights. So what starts as something um, between the self and the self gets transformed into something that really is shareable. And there's this beautiful kind of almost figure eight between the inner work and the outer work and the way... um, the inner and the outer support one another, I think, with the writing process, being able to show up first for the self, put it on the page, and then share it with others.
1: That's really fascinating. I never heard that research, and it makes sense. So what's your sense of what accessing our stories can provide for us? Why don't you share with our listeners a bit more about that?
2: Well, most of us have – Parts of our story that are, usually it's the more difficult parts that we're kind of shying away from. Mm. In my case, it was pretty extreme. Um, I had some early childhood trauma that I hadn't really consciously dealt with. And um, that manifested itself in anxiety and also physical um, health problems. And it wasn't really until I was able to uncover that early trauma and then also the way it played out in my family of origin and the way they did and didn't respond to it um, and other things going on until I had a clear narrative around that, it was almost like the there was a lot of energy, but it was just static. It didn't have a channel to move through. So my whole system was on overdrive, reacting and to things because I was being triggered, but I didn't really know what I was being triggered from. So then being, um, you know, self-protective and just a lot of extra energy was going into things that didn't need to. Once I got really clear on what my story was and did deep healing work, also physical healing work. And I always guide people to um, couple writing with mindful and embodied practices Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and so that's really unique approach to my writing workshops Um, but that my story as i said is a little bit more um extreme one doesn't need to have trauma in one's past most of us though do have situations experiences that are more difficult that we haven't really kind of ironed out and so little things trip us up and block us and get in our way. Um, I'm working now with a wonderful woman who's a beautiful writer and she's a therapist and and mother. So she's done a lot of work, but she in writing her story is able to find a form of self-expression, and a form of almost like freedom in the world. I've just been able to see how her physical appearance has transformed as she's written her story. She has so much more self-confidence and kind of ease because as I said, it's like we iron out the wrinkles, the places we're not sure about ourselves, instead of feeling unsure or shame or regret. We just come to our own past with so much more understanding and compassion so that we can be more present in the present with the present moment. Mm-hmm. The past doesn't get in our way and oh. we're really much more able to show up in the present.
1: Well, that's the key. I mean, if we're not in our present, then we're, you know, we're what if-ing about the future or we're regretting about the past. And so, you know, we're really not able to be fully present in the present. And that really impacts our ability to manage you know, whatever is happening in our experience. So I think that's, you know, that's an incredibly important point about this work. So what happens when we're not clear on our story, Nadia?
2: Well, if we're telling the wrong story, I mean, I think of stories a little bit as diagnoses. Um, So if we don't tell the right story, we can't have the right actions for the future. Um, And I'm thinking... Individually, that's the case, but also collectively, right? If we don't make connections between what's happening with, say, the fossil fuel industry and what's happening with our weather, then we're not able to adjust and um, prepare for a healthier planet for the future, right? If you go to the doctor and they don't um, diagnose you correctly. So... That's, I'll just give a little story of what happened. This sure. is like a, an, a similar, it seems like a minor story, you know, that like the traumas. Oh, that's this big story, but this seems like, oh, this little story, but they're all really deeply connected. So I was, I had rented a house for vacation and I started to worry. It's a beautiful house that I rented. Like I'm super lucky. Then I started to worry I had rented the wrong house. I should have rented another house instead. It would have a nicer view and the bedroom would be more comfortable. They're both beautiful houses. This is like a complete privileged problem. So I started to talk to myself. Come on, Nadia. Stop it. But I was in some kind of loop, right? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't get out of it Just my mind was going back and forth. I made a mistake. I did the wrong thing our vacation would have been so much nicer if we had been in this other house. So no matter what my conscious mind was saying, I couldn't stop the loop. Except when I sat down in the morning, I like I woke up, I had been kind of in that loop a little bit the day before, woke up, sat down to meditate, which I'm trying to really consistently do for an hour every morning this summer. And it was such, so I just asked myself, what's the real story here? (laughs) And I had been trying to do this consciously all day the day before, but somehow when I was on my meditation mat, right? Cushion. It was like, everything just dropped away. And I was like, what's the real story here? What are you afraid of? And there was just all this feeling of, of loss like summer short, um, My 20 year old son, we just got back from being on vacation with him, but he's not coming on this vacation because he's doing something with his friends. And it was just a sense of um, wanting to hold on to the preciousness of life and, and not being able to. And somehow when I asked myself, like, what am I scared of? I just cut through that story that I couldn't have cut I tried all day the day before to cut through the story like I knew that wasn't the right story but I just couldn't cut through it but through meditation I got underneath it and I Mm -hmm. found out what was really happening what I was really feeling so I think that if we don't get our story straight we're caught in the wrong story and it makes us small-minded it makes us petty it makes us close our hearts instead of open our hearts Mm -hmm. it makes us race in the wrong direction towards something that isn't really going to bring happiness you know this house or that house isn't really what's going to make us happy Um, but I think we tell these outer stories this happened and that made me unhappy and if we get under it we can find even if something horrible happened I mean I'm working with a writer who's writing beautifully about the death of her son and she's able to teach me what it's like to let go of fear and come into the space of love and acceptance to tell the story of loss and love in a different way
1: so does that answer your question a little bit? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're answering so many questions that that I, you really you, this is really something to really sit with. I really want people to sit with it because it's very powerful. I'm feeling the energy of how powerful that is. I loved your example too because it just really is about the story that we're telling ourselves, and then what what's the story we wanna Experience, you know, how do we want to experience things? You know, but really giving ourselves permission. To be okay with the fact that we, you know, you you had to be okay with the fact that you have some kind of story about this, and that it wasn't about the house, and you knew it wasn't about the house or the choice of the house. You knew that was just a manifestation, you know, of of what was going on deeper, and to really get in touch with that, and that is really very very powerful. So tell us about how stories can help us become agents of change, because so many of the people. Our listeners, our podcast community—they're really about transformation. They're about wanting to support change. You know, no matter what they're doing as a as a spiritualpreneur, it's about supporting transformation and change, and and you know, to really um, support themselves and those that they're called to serve. So, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well,
2: we connect uh, to one another often through our stories, through showing up. And our stories are often vulnerable. And um, as entrepreneurs, we want to seem like we have it all figured out, right? And it's scary to be vulnerable. Um, But it's often in our vulnerability that we can really show our strength. Mm -hmm. And so to get to the point where we're comfortable enough with our own vulnerability that we can share it, That is through understanding the difficult parts of our story, having compassion for them, understanding what's really going on um, so that we're not trapped in whatever false old story it is. And we can really then show up with our vulnerability and our strength um, and our authenticity. So as entrepreneurs, the more that we can really share our story, the more our clients can connect with us and can recognize themselves. There's a funny thing about, because I also teach memoir writing, and there's a funny thing that memoir writers know, which is that often when we are most, um, particular about the particulars of our life, that's when we can connect on the deepest level, on the most human level with the most people. You know, you would think, oh, if I'm just general, like I'm just a human with um, like all of you and we can connect through that humanness, that's kind of generic and there's nothing really to hold on to. But if I share a personal story, someone who has a very different personal story still through the act of storytelling can empathize and relate.
1: Well, exactly, and I think it's one of the things that I see and hear most often when I'm mentoring clients is, you know, the sometimes the a fear of being vulnerable, you know, the fear of telling their story, uh, and, and, and therefore they kind of think maybe if I just make it more generic or I just sort of dilute it, you know, but the power is in the story, you know, the story of how you came to be doing this work, the story of your journey so that others that are really a vibrational match to you, I really believe our soul clients are already marked for us energy marked for us and oftentimes when we share our story that sort of activates them and you know and and lights them up and so I've I've always felt that it when I when I hear the power and the energy of someone's story it's just absolutely amazing what can happen at that energetic level you know so I really appreciate you really sharing with people the power of that because oftentimes people think they'll stand in that power and they'll be vulnerable and they'll be rejected but really when you share in the power of that that's when really people feel that authenticity and they experience that and that's what we want from those that were you know um are providing us any kind of services, programs, anything. We want a sense of real authenticity, connectivity, and integrity, right? So do you have anything to add to that? Well, yeah, absolutely. You said that so beautifully.
2: Uh, Two things, really. One is that it's such a delight to work with the clients that I do work with because I feel exactly what you said, that because I'm fully myself in my offerings, then the people who work with me, are so well-matched. you know. Uh-huh. I just have such a great connection with them. And it's, it's such a joy. Um, the other thing I wanted to say is it's an ongoing process. right? It's like sure. an onion. So yes. we get comfortable with one layer of the story, and then there's another layer, and there's another layer. We're never fully done aligning our story. We're never fully done understanding our story, or telling it, or retelling it. Um, being more vulnerable and being more brave, right? And whatever it is, you you know, even the story of my family's story around money, there's a story behind that, you know? There's a history behind that. There's, um, you know, real pain and suffering. One of my my great-grandfather came here to the States from, this is just one story, but came to the States from Eastern Europe, With his mother when he was a child, and his dad just never showed up to pick them up from the boat. And so his mom had no money, nowhere to go, didn't speak the language, two young kids, and needed to put her children in an orphanage while she went out and cleaned people's houses. There's that intergenerational relationship to our work to the stories that we've learned through our experiences, they're there in us. And you know that was passed down to my grandfather, to my father, to me in various ways. Um, and I think there's understanding our story. There's understanding the intergenerational stories. It's such really deep and beautiful work that just deepens the more you do it, the, the more layers of the onion that we unpeel. Mm.
1: Well, I could talk to you all day, absolutely. I'd love to have you back because uh, we just have so much more, like you said, is peeling the onion of this of, of this whole, the, you know, all this topic. And, and so, but I know that you brought a gift that really can support people in doing what we've been talking about. So maybe you can share a little bit about that gift and this will be on the episode page, everyone. So you can get it on this episode page and we'll be providing everyone with an uh, opportunity of, of how to get that. And so you can support your story and you can really uh, begin to allow that to come to the surface in ways that can really support you in the highest possible way. So Nadia, why don't you share a little bit about what that gift is? Yeah, thank you so much, Sharon.
2: Um, So this gift is actually a really fun way to start this. Um, If you go deeper into my website, I have other offerings that kind of do more radical peeling of the onion, but this is a really fun five day meditation and writing challenge um, that each day I send you a 15 minute recording that leads you through a sweet guided meditation that shares one of my favorite poems that gives you a writing prompt and then gives you about 10 minutes of supported writing time so it's really about freeing your creative voice Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: the challenge will take you wherever it is that you are meant to go so it's amazing the kind of synchronicity of what people will find themselves writing about from the prompts as if the prompts are directed directly at whatever it is that you want to be looking at at this moment in your life, but with the support of this really beautiful meditation and a really beautiful poem. So I like to offer people that because it's, it's really gentle and, as I said, really fun, like mm-hmm. a really nice way to start your day with just 15 minutes, you hit play, and then people say it's like going on a little mini vacation. Sure. A creative retreat where you get to both center and have this creative fulfillment because we can often feel kind of brittle in our life, but when we give time and space to our creative voice, it just, everything feels more vibrant, more colorful, more, you know, exciting. So well, that's what I try to offer in this in this challenge.
1: I love that because that's also something I can envision people using again and again and again, because it depends on what the focus is, right? So, or how, or how that synchronicity is that it flows in the focus. And I'm, I'm a very big believer in when we can make that connection, you know, that's when we really receive the downloads, you know, the downloads from our higher guidance comes through that connectivity with with meditation and with the, the, the experience of writing. So, you know, I've always been a big proponent of automatic writing and those kinds of things, but there's, there's hybrid ways to reach that or different elements of it. So th- this feels to me, because a lot of times I hear from people and they think of writing as, oh my God, go pick some potatoes, you know, is it, <laughs> oh, I hate writing. And, and, and coming from an academic, right? I think that there was a lot of things that happened in perhaps in school with some of us yeah. about writing. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so mm-hmm. we need to share. Shift the energy about writing. And I love that you're starting it out in this really fun because that because that is such a when we open the door to that, the the amazing things that can come through in our writings. And even after our writings, you know, through the rest of the day, I just really feel we set ourselves up for that intuitive connection for the whole day. So I just really want to encourage people to make sure you get that offering. It will be on the episode page, and we will just make sure that uh, that they have that available also will be in our uh, online directory, so those of you that are already uh, members of the of the uh, community, you will have that, so you want to go and get that and download that uh, and and make sure that you start that right away because I really think that this is this time of transformation, all of these things that are happening in our world, you know everything moving so fast, so many so many things coming to the surface you know it 's really uh, mirroring for for each of us what wants to change and transform in our own experience as well you know we're being mirrors it's mirroring uh, what what it is that that we want to but what's the next iteration that we want to experience in our own lives and the next iteration in our world and on our planet and so my sense is is that this is just really the a, a very synchronistic and and um divine timing that you're on at this time and that you're offering this. So I really appreciate it. And and as I said, i will be on the episode page. And Nadia, is there anything that you want to share in closing for, for folks?
2: Nothing really. Um, just thank you again for having me. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Sharon. And also to listeners, I'm really easy to reach. So if you can just go to my website, which is NadiaColburn.com. Uh, I'm sure that's also on the episode page and uh, you can just reach out to me through the contact form if you have any questions or want to learn more about anything. Um, I'm really here to support people in the journey to fully embrace their own voice, their own story and their own creative vision. Absolutely. Um,
1: absolutely thank you so much for your light for this this service that you're providing and we just really um really just see you and all those that you're called to serve really activating that light within themselves and and letting it ripple out into the world so thank you so much you're welcome and thank you sharon thank you everybody we see you all living lives of love and joy and peace and prosperity till next time you hate selling yet love to be of service
0: in my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com masterclass.